Welcome back to The Federic Effect. I'm the host, Arsene Jr. This podcast is about perception and reality. August is National Black Business Month. So this season, we're discussing this glorious holiday. This episode is entitled Financial Literacy in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where educator, entrepreneur, Ohio native, and Tulsa resident, Raquel, joins us to talk about her journey as an entrepreneur, discuss her business venture raised the bar investments, and share insight on the importance of National Black Business Month. This is an episode that you want to listen to all the way through because word on the street is there's a Black Wealth budget workbook dropping soon. Check out the full episode for more on this. Thanks for listening. This is Arsene Jr., a.k.a. Federique, and welcome to the third episode of the Federic Effect Podcast. I'm here with educator and entrepreneur Raquel. Raquel is an Ohio native and resident of Tulsa, Oklahoma. She founded Raise the Bar Investments in July 2020 during the COVID-19 pandemic. Raise the Bar Investments offers wealth building tools and tips, and their Black Wealth Budget Workbook is available for pre-order on their website. Thanks for joining us, Raquel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, really excited to have you. Um, So this month is National Black Business Month. And as a Black business owner, I'm curious to know, what does that mean to you? Well, I'm thankful that we're being celebrated and we're being recognized this month. Um, But similar to how maybe a lot of folks feel about Black History Month, we should be celebrated all the time. So I'm just very excited um, that even you're hosting um, this amazing podcast week. So it can be kind of captured in history and we can continue to celebrate Black businesses. Um, But I am grateful for the month that we do have. Absolutely. You know, um, personally, I went to... Uh, as they say, predominantly black uh, uh, schools in my life. So I went to Thurgood Marshall uh, Elementary for a little bit. Then I went to Arthur Ashe Middle. Then I went to Dillard High School, which has a namesake of Dillard University. And so it was only in my life, I've just always been very acclimated and very in in touch, as they say, with black culture. And it was only when I went to, as folks call a PWI, such as Florida State, I knew that, as you said, we weren't celebrated. So This is really important. And again, I'm so glad to have you. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about your background and how it led to starting this business. So uh, for you all out there who do not know our audience was listening, I had a wonderful opportunity to participate in the Urban Leader Fellowship. Um, The Urban Leader Fellowship is in select cities across the country, uh, such as Atlanta. And I can't remember all of them, um, but I know it's in uh, Kansas. I know it's in New Orleans. I know it's in Tulsa. Um, at DC doing really wonderful things. And uh, the focus here is uh, policy advocacy, um, among other things. Um, And I had an opportunity to uh, meet Raquel there. Um, And we had an opportunity to fellowship, learn about uh, our passions, such as uh, education, uh, as we talked about, um, uh, ventures such as this business here and other things. Uh, Raquel, how have you used in the time since, I know it's been so short, I know, and also we're planning to go back to school. How have you used that experience to uh, amplify your purpose? If you can talk a little bit about that. 
Oh my goodness, yes. So this summer was um, an amazing experience. I was not only pleasured to meet you, Arsene, but also mm -hmm. just be able to um, pick up some amazing skills that are applicable in the classroom for myself as a teacher, um, but also as a business owner. Um, and being a business owner, I know that um, I can do certain things, but I'm also limited by the policies around me. Um, right. And also being a teacher, I can do certain things in my classroom and take certain liberties, but I'm limited by the policies around me. Um, hopefully I see a future one day where we are um, benefited by the policies mm -hmm. around us, right? So in yeah. a short amount of time since that fellowship, um, my view around policy has changed and I feel actually very empowered um, to right. continue some of the change. Um, and I brought from, you know, our work in New Orleans and bringing it here to Tulsa. So I'm excited to right. see how that manifests throughout the year. Right. And, and I asked this question about the Urban Leader Fellowship because I think it's a great way to contextualize, again, this conversation around uh, uh, National Black uh, Business Month um, and just growing up with Black history, but how policies allow us to have this conversation in a robust way and also allow these businesses to thrive. So I just want to read some statistics that I think is really important uh, as we move, move ourselves forward in this conversation. Um, so according to Guidant Financial, 34% um, of Black business owners say being ready to be their own boss was the primary reason they started the business. Some other top answers were a desire to pursue their own passion at 29%, at dissatisfaction of corporate America, 13%, and opportunity presented itself. Um, and I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about uh, my journey and my background and how I moved from uh, for Florida going into uh, DC. And I think you have somewhat of a similar story and moving from uh, where you originally were born to Oklahoma. Can you talk a little bit about that, Raquel? Absolutely. Um, and honestly, as you're talking about those statistics, some of those resonate with me, like mm -hmm. um, growing to want to be my own boss and growing to want to um, take advantage of opportunities around me. But of course, it wasn't always that way. Um, I was I am from the small town of Toledo, Ohio. Um, but a few years back, I did move here to Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. Um, and I'm so thankful to be here. So, so thankful. Um, but I didn't just plop here, right? Um, what led to me moving to Oklahoma? Um, so I graduated from the Ohio State University, go Bucks, um, with a degree in public health. <laughs> and um, most people wouldn't think that public health is related to education, um, or maybe even some people don't know what public health is. And right. just for context, public health is really the study of everything that affects your health outside of your actual doctor. So if you have mm -hmm. access to recreational facilities, or if you wear seatbelts, or even in the time of COVID, COVID is a public health issue, right? Um, mm -hmm. So all in all, the summer before I graduated, I interned at an organization called the Federal Judicial Center, which was mm -hmm. really like an education center for the Supreme Court and, you know, judicial folks. Um, and there I realized, you know, I really do enjoy being in education, especially adult education. But I really think the best place to intervene and to create some change, at least um, when it comes to the education um, field, is in the um you know high school arena um so right, right, i decided yes. i was like okay great so i want to teach i'm going to go do teaching somewhere yeah. but i'm it's kind of you know late i'm in you know year four of my um degree so i found a program called teach for america or more so it found me um interviewed got the job and i had an opportunity to move to tulsa oklahoma to do teach for america 
which is basically a program that trains leaders to be teachers. And um, during that summer in DC at the Federal Judicial Center, I found what I thought was my grandfather's Dawes records. Um, wow. And Dawes records are basically, um, you know, tracing or giving your ancestor, the person whom the record belongs to, um, rights as a Native American. Um, so that definitely shook my personal interpretation of my history. Um, and I said, you know, opportunity has presented itself. I've heard of Tulsa, I've heard of Black Wall Street. I knew yes. that there were black businesses there and there was hope there. And I don't know yes. what's there now, but I'm gonna go. Um, so I saw a need, I eventually wanted to be my own boss because I didn't want to at first, you know, being in like kindergarten or anything. Yeah. Um, but ironic enough in kindergarten, I also said I didn't want to be a teacher. So here we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I swear, like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm thankful for uh, the journey that I came from, as I like to say, the original O-State, Ohio. And I moved here to Oklahoma and um, being passionate about education and being passionate about um, closing the racial wealth gap, really. Um, that's what it. led me to... Um, create raise the bar investments and really um, what we're here to do is bridge the gap again for the racial racial wealth gap um, through small compound initiatives um, and as our catchphrase says you know raise the bar for your mind and your money so I'm really excited for us to grow um, and just really do amazing things here in Tulsa and beyond Wonderful. And for individuals who are listening, our audience was listening, I think you heard a reference to Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, which is a notorious place um, and has a lot of history. Uh, go ahead and check out our second episode where we delve a little deeper um, into Black Wall Street, what that is, the implications of it, and how that relates to National Black Business Month. Um, so thanks for sharing that information, uh, Raquel. So Raquel, I heard you say a lot. <laughs> but one thing, some things that stuck on the wall to me is public health, COVID-19, your uh, your education, um, and your background. Um, and right now we're in the midst of still at this very moment in time, although COVID-19, although we've moved along since what was in March 2020. Um, and one thing that um, I can't help but think about is how ultimately so many people in our society have been getting richer and richer and making so much money while minorities, particularly black communities across the US um, are sort of pushed to the margins and we're facing, are facing eviction moratoriums and are facing just a lot of uh, economic turmoil and uh, unfortunately uh, death. Can you talk a little bit about, can you talk a little bit about your uh, black wealth budget workbook and how that is, is going to address the really just the 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 challenges of the moment mm. well i will first start by saying i can't provide any solutions without first acknowledging the current context right. um so you know all of those things that you said right now um are structural issues that we are dealing with um, and I think that's also why we connected even in the policy realm, because I think that policy really does get to those structural issues. Um, and what we're trying to do here at Raise the Bar is really get within the individual. 
um, sphere of control and really understand that although we're working within the confines of capitalism, within the confines of patriarchy, within the confines of homophobia and all of these things, racism, right? Um, there, we still can do certain things if we have the right resources to and if we're empowered to do so. Um, so with the Black Wealth Budget Workbook, um, it's actually, it started out as what I used as I first graduated college and uh, did the journey of paying off my student loans and all of those things. And just because of the um, speed at which I paid off my student loans and yeah. um, because of like how shocked just folks were with my success, I was like, you know, why not get this out there to other folks? Um, and also being at the same time I was creating Raise the Bar Investment, so I was like, I want to do this as my business because my business is really a ministry. Um, so when it comes to the Black Wealth Budget Workbook, Absolutely. what it is, is it's a guide to view wealth holistically and to be able to take agency and um, learn the skills needed to be able to take agency um, strategically strategically mm -hmm. is so important so tr strategically towards your financial goals um and your wealth building journey wow you, you know and it's probably I'm, I'm probably excited about a lot of things right now right because i'm just like <laughs> jumping you know listening to what you're saying and taking that information in i'm excited that we're back for first of all with the podcast but more importantly to hear uh this piece about agency um you know, because a lot of times in these conversations, I think we forget that piece, you know, at the end of the day, you're absolutely right, we are human beings. And, you know, we do have an, a choice uh, to be able to, um, you know, uh, claim claim our destiny. But unfortunately, again, as I mentioned to you, uh, there's just so much um, uh, barriers that are put in uh, put in the direction of a lot of black communities across the US that prevent uh, folks from doing it. So uh, that is really important. And just for the folks who may have not heard it the first time, where can we find this budget workbook? Yes, so the Black Wealth Budget Workbook is available for pre-order now on rtbinvestments.org. That's RTB as in raise the bar, investments.org. Wonderful. All right, everyone, we'll be right back. Now featuring a promotion from Raquel and her business, Raise the Bar Investments. All right, y'all, time to talk about something really important. Have you ever considered building wealth for your last name? When I first entered the workforce, I had a lot of questions, even after college. Now, how did I pay off my student loans in under a year and build and practice healthy money habits? The answer is really simple. The Black Wealth Budget Workbook. Created by a nationally certified financial literacy educator, this is the tool to perfectly manage the bag you've just secured. It's simple, provides a holistic view of wealth, and it's easy to navigate for all adults. So if you want to start building wealth, head over to our website, rtbinvestments.org, and pre-order the Black Wealth Budget Workbook today. Go ahead and subscribe too, so you don't miss out on our upcoming events, tips, and tricks. We're Raised to Bar Investments, where we raise the bar for your mind and money. Okay, we're back. So we've gotten to know you and spoken about National Black Business Month. Now let's head into a lightning round of four questions where you offer suggestions, tips, recommendations to our audience about Black business and entrepreneurship. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get to it. Okay, so the first question is, what advice would you give to Black entrepreneurs looking to start their business today? Ooh. That's like asking what advice would you give to a first year teacher? There's so much to say. Mm -hmm. um, but what I would say, um, 
invest in coaching invest in coaching invest in education now not all coaches are built alike not all education programs are going to be valuable um in the age of covid we all saw a lot of online programs pop up and i don't think that all of those are due to quality so mm -hmm. i really encourage everyone to invest in quality coaches or education because yes it's important to just start the business and have the confidence to go about it but if you just start the business and you don't actually have uh, the backing for your business plan it's going to be a lot harder to be able to get funding from banks and things of that nature um so i would say invest 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 um i see what you did there invest 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 raising the bar investments that's pretty cool what skill do you think is vital to succeed in your industry easy emotional intelligence that's emotional any, intelligence any industry though honestly. <laughs> talk about it oh you know something and you know I, I i am glad that again we're connecting here because i'm thinking about my group um and you know the work that we did and we talk a lot about in education specifically, which is also where you work as well, how, you know, there's just a big need for that at the staff and at the professional level, because um, sometimes uh, there is, you know, just a lack of that. So that is just, yes, let's just do a round of applause for that one. Um, the next question, best educational resource that you would recommend to someone interested in getting started in your industry? Ooh, all right, so, I'll have to give two, but mm -hmm. it's only because one is about emotional intelligence and then one is actually about like building a business. Right. Um, actually, I'll say this, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich oh, Dad, yeah. Poor Dad is a classic. Um, and before you start to build a business, you have to understand your own um, psychology around how you view money and how you engage with money. Um, so I think that that book actually does a great job of talking about the technical skill as well as the psychology behind it. Nice, nice. Okay. And was there, was there a second one or did I miss that? No, I'm just going to put it all into that book. Wonderful. Okay. And then the last one here, which is not a question, but more so of a statement, shout out a black business or team that you admire today. And you think our audience should check out during national black business month. Oh, yes. All right. So I'm going to shout out a Tulsa business. Um, both of the founders are natives of Tulsa, Black Wall Street, um, and it's called Rich Melanin. OK, um, mm. it's actually water. Um, and I love this not only because I'm a biology teacher and I care about our health, um, yes. but <laughs> this water is actually alkaline. Um, so you can do research on all the benefits of alkaline water, but um, they ship it internet or all over the country. Um, so definitely check out richmelaninwater.com, Black-owned, Tulsa-based, alkaline water. Get yourself healthy, y'all. <laughs> yes, get yourself healthy is right. And, and again, as we mentioned, um, we talk a little bit more about Black Wall Street um, and Black businesses in Tulsa um, in our second episode. But just a shameless plug, there's a documentary that was produced by a Florida State alum <laughs> um, called The Legacy of Black Wall Street. Um, and it's on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Um, so go ahead and uh, check that out. You get an opportunity to hear directly from the mouths of the families that were affected uh, in the travesty and their descendants, um, their story, their narrative, which unfortunately oftentimes um, African-American, Black uh, minorities don't get the chance to do. You're listening to The Federic Effect, and this season is about National Black Business Month. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Arsene Jr., and I'm best known for The Federic Brand. I hear you loud and clear. 
all over social media, there is commentary about how black culture should be celebrated 24 hours of the day, 7 days of the week, and 365 days of the year. So get this, August is National Black Business Month, and I sat down with young black entrepreneurs and business owners to discuss what this means to them, their business venture, and they offer advice to black entrepreneurs looking to get started in business. How is that for celebrating black culture? Be sure to listen to the rest of this episode and the entire first season. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated with all things Frederick Effect and leave a review on the listening platform. Let's do it for the coach, y'all. And we're back. You're listening to the Frederick Effect podcast with host Frederick and guest Raquel, educator and entrepreneur in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Raquel, we talked about so much in this podcast. And again, so grateful for having you here. Where can everyone find you? Well, thank you, first of all, for having me and Mm -hmm. allowing me to share time and space with your audience. I'm really excited to see what all these amazing Black businesses are going to do, um, as well as what's coming down the road with Raise the Bar Investments. So if folks want to stay connected with us, especially for some local events we have coming up and some exciting announcements, they can check us out on Instagram at rtb.investments. On Facebook, we are also Raise the Bar Investments. Um, And if folks found my voice interesting or thought I was funny, they can connect with me on my Instagram at underscore the official Ray Wilson. Nice. All right. Uh, so everyone tune into our next episode with visual creative Brandon New X, where we talk about his business venture, Nefabraka Visuals and a state of business for black creatives. And then also we'll have a black business in action, national black business Month roundtable in episode seven. You wouldn't want to miss it. Thanks y'all for tuning in.